Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 13th of October. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Bev Rimmer. Sandy Hook massacre conspiracy theorist ordered to pay nearly $1 billion in damages. I'm incredibly proud and thankful for the message that was sent here today. The truth matters. The UK says it's our war too as it promises to send rockets to Ukraine. The whole of the military campaign in Ukraine is a two-way conversation. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Nearly a decade on from one of the worst school shootings in US history, a conspiracy theorist who claimed the Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax has been ordered to pay almost $1 billion in damages. Radio host and conspiracy theorist Alex Jones had claimed that the shooting had been staged and accused the families of the victims of being actors who made it all up. Twenty children and six adults were killed in the mass murder at the Connecticut Elementary School in December 2012. Erica Lafferty Garbatini's mother, Dawn Lafferty, was the Sandy Hook School principal and said that the verdict, delivering $965 million in damages, was for common decency and humanity. I'm incredibly proud and thankful for the message that was sent here today. The truth matters. And those who profit off of other people's pain and trauma will pay for what they have done. There will be more Alex Joneses in this world, but what they learned here today is that they absolutely will be held accountable. The families of the victims alleged the right-wing radio hosts' misinformation led to a decade of harassment and death threats. Will Sommer is a politics reporter for The Daily Beast and told Times Radio why Jones's defamatory claims had such an impact. A lot of his fans started harassing these families. Um, and, you know, if you can imagine, you know, what a nightmare it is for any parent to lose a child, particularly in a violent way. Um, and then for these families, they found that this would never end for them, really, because Alex Jones's fans accused them of, um, you know, there were death threats. They were saying that these people were in on some kind of scheme to take their guns away. Uh, and really, he just prolonged this tragedy for these parents. Alex Jones now acknowledges the attack was 100% real, a concession he made in August. August at a separate defamation trial in Texas. Will Sommer also says that the InfoWars website co-founder will undoubtedly struggle to pay the plaintiffs. I don't think he can pay um, half of this, or he, I certainly don't think he can pay the full bill. Um, but I think he could pay maybe $50 million, maybe even $100 million. But Alex Jones himself, um, I think it's very easy to imagine that he's going to be basically broke um, and certainly in much reduced financial circumstances. Uh, and I think what the plaintiffs really wanted here, um, in addition to some recognition of the pain he had inflicted on them, um, was to put InfoWars out of business. And I think that's very likely to happen. Jones scoffed as he broadcast himself watching the court proceedings and appealed to his followers to make donations, pledging they would not go to funding his legal costs. Jones's lawyer, Norm Pattis, told reporters that they will appeal the decision. 
The United Kingdom's defence secretary has promised to send rockets to Ukraine after multiple cities were hit with Russian cruise missiles this week. At least 19 people died in Ukraine in the attacks that struck a concert hall, a railway station and a museum. Ben Wallace says the weapons he's sending cost a million US dollars each and they are the first donated by Britain that can bring down cruise missiles. He hasn't disclosed how many there will be. Alex Shelbrook is the Minister for Defence Procurement in the UK. He's told Times Radio the UK is just as involved in this war as Ukraine. The whole of the military campaign in Ukraine is a two-way conversation and we're going to do everything we can within those um, constraints to deliver uh, what we can. Um, So as we move into the different seasons of this war, there will be different demands that come and the UK will engage with Ukraine in every way that it has so far. Meanwhile, giving his nightly video address, Volodymyr Zelensky confirmed that power's back on in many regions that suffered the missile strikes. Restoration work continues across the country after the two-day Russian missile offensive. Then the power facilities in 12 regions and in the capital were damaged. As of now, the technical capability of the electricity supply has been fully restored in most regions. In four regions, the works are still underway. Repairs should be finished shortly. But the Ukrainian leader revealed power blackouts are being imposed in some areas, saying it's necessary where electricity production has decreased. Ukraine also says it shot down four Russian attack helicopters in a matter of minutes on Wednesday. On the way, les grèves continue in France over fuel and how can we stop a decline in wildlife? Times of London Daily World Briefing Despite the French government reassuring its public that fuel shortages will ease across the country in the coming days, refinery workers have said their strikes will continue. Following weeks of strikes, staff at an Exxon Mobil depot were ordered back to work, with the government warning Total Energy's depot workers that they could be next, a move that could risk further conflict with trade unions. Six of France's seven oil refineries have been shut for three weeks now, with long tailbacks at fuel stations now a common sight across the country. Nearly a third of French petrol stations are now reported to be running short of at least one kind of motor fuel. Unions want pay increases for their workers, which they say should take account of the huge profits being made at the moment by the oil companies. Marine Guillotine is a force ouvrière union representative. I understand because we are all fathers of families. We all have partners. We can understand. We are impacted ourselves. It's like the phrase cobblers, children go barefoot. We will be a part of it. But I'm a refinery worker and, in fact, when I go on strike, unfortunately, I can't go without it. And therefore, I understand them. But don't make the mistake of who is the enemy, in fact. The enemy is finance. It is the management that gets rich and who refuse to negotiate. We've been asking for negotiations for a long time, and this is a situation in which we could not be in if we'd been listened to long before. Workers are seeking a 10% pay rise, 3% of which they're accounting as wealth sharing. French President Emmanuel Macron has called on unions to end the strikes, but said energy companies should listen to the workers' legitimate salary demands. 
Wildlife populations have dropped by almost three quarters in the last half century. That's according to the latest report by the World Wildlife Fund and the Zoological Society of London. Their report is out every two years, and although this year's stats might sound shocking, one of the experts behind it says it's rather what they expected. Mark Wright is the director of science at the WWF. And what it's down to is exactly the same things which we've been pointing to for decades. Actually, it's the conversion of how Habitat. So you're chopping down a forest, so you're ploughing up your grasslands. It's also over-exploitation, so you're, you're overfishing and so on. So they're the things which are driving it in you know, all parts of the world. And let's be clear, it's not just about the, the Amazon and the Borneo we hear about so often. It's here in the UK as well. Mark explained what would help wildlife. We look at the success that's been with reintroducing beavers in this country. I mean, it's been a fantastic success. But writ large, I think we don't just need to focus on active reintroductions. We talk about catastrophic declines of nature. It's true, but actually it's a catastrophic failure of mankind. And by that, I mean the decision makers, the politicians, to act responsibly and urgently to the, these crises. If we just take our foot off the throat of nature, it will recover. We just need to give it the space to do so. The UK is the third biggest buyer of Brazilian gold. But a lot of that gold is, is produced illegally through small-scale miners going into the forest, chopping it down, mm. putting in illegal roads and so on to get that, that gold out. So we here in the UK have to be a bit more thoughtful about or conscious of where our products come from to ensure the products we want to buy are not causing environmental damage. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now with big news on the Australian Open, here's John Jackson. Russian and Belarusian tennis players will be able to compete at next year's Australian Open as neutrals, while Novak Djokovic would also be welcome to play if he can obtain a visa to enter the country. Tennis authorities banned the Russian and Belarusian players from international team competitions after Russia's invasion of Ukraine earlier this year, but it does allow them to compete at regular tour events. Meanwhile, Djokovic was kicked out of the country for not being vaccinated against COVID-19 and he's currently barred from re-entering until 2025, although the Australian government can waive the ban at its discretion. However, Australia's former Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews, an opposition lawmaker, said this week she was opposed to the government lifting Djokovic's ban, saying it would be a slap in the face for Australians who have been vaccinated. The tournament is set to begin on Monday the 16th of January 2023. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Hollywood actress Jamie Lee Curtis has finally had herself cemented in history, literally. The Halloween star had her hands and feet imprinted onto concrete outside the famous TCL Chinese Theatre in Los Angeles on Wednesday. Despite a long career starring in other prominent movies such as A Fish Called Wanda, Freaky Friday and Knives Out, the actress signed her cast October 31st in homage to Halloween, the film that launched her career. She says she's proud of being able to take the seriousness out of such things. I turn everything into something fun. That's my job. I was a cheerleader in high school. I'm a cheerleader on a set. I'm a cheerleader at an award ceremony. Um, I'm going to try to take the seriousness out of it because it's not serious people it's i'm you know my hands are in concrete and finally it looks like something from a sci-fi movie but it could be the future of travel the first flying car has been put through its paces in dubai in a 90 minute test flight the chinese made x peng looks a bit like a cross between a squashed helicopter and a large quadcopter drone 
It seats two people and is completely emission-free. Experts have held it as an important base for the next generation of flying cars. And on that high-flying note, that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday, the 13th of October. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.